This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, we're in the same room again. Yeah. How how about that? How, how about, about that? that? Mel Allen. <laughs> how are you doing? Tom, I'm all jittery. Um, I had a cold brew in the afternoon. Oh, that'll do it. Back on it. And you're drunk. Yeah, I had a, a tall boy Yeah. Uh, beer. And yeah, I don't know what's going on. But uh, but yeah, I feel pretty drunk right yeah, now. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, it's very cool. You got a good energy going. Yeah, high energy. Yeah. <laughs> high energy and uh, also uh, when when we talk over each other yeah. when we're uh, when we're uh, doing this via, remotely. Yeah, via Zoom, FaceTime, Face. I always on, say Tim, Zoom. Don't give them free advertisement. Yeah, I know, but we like, do it over FaceTime, and I actually I like, try to look into if that's the best way to. do it. I don't it. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows what is? Yeah, well, maybe we should just the... both get landlines. I, you know what, Tom? I'd love to go back to a, 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 a world where we relied on the landline. Yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm upset with modern life. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this like Ted Kaczynski style upset with modern life? No, no, no. Or is this Rocco style upset with modern life Rocco is upset with modern life in a way that I can relate to right? Okay. I don't well, think that's... I've ever seen an episode of Rocco's modern life what really yeah that, we were a little too old for that nah right? well no I don't think so that that show that was like kind of like a Ren and Stimpy type okay thing. It, it had some more well uh, the Nicktoons right. launched with three shows Doug Rugrats Ren and Stimpy uh-huh. classics right although I would say what aged the worst? Probably Ren and Stimpy, right? Yeah, um, I, it was similar. Now that I think about it, it was it was very similar to like Rugrats, where you could watch if you were a little baby. Yeah, but it some had idiot little baby. <laughs> if you were some stupid baby, you could watch it. But it had jokes for older kids. It had yeah. like it was one of those shows too that. Yeah, I think if you go on YouTube, yeah, you can like find stuff. Yeah, where it's like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that that stuff skews me out. Yeah, I don't like when it's like, oh, you great, congratulations for sneaking in a '69 joke into something <laughs> that four-year-olds are watching. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I think this is more of a Rocco's modern, like, cause like he's like befuddled and confounded. Yeah, by yeah, things. he just he can't get used to it. Tom, I'm walking down the street the other day. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a, a, a little bit of backstory? Okay. It really paint a picture for us. There's a hot button issue in my New York City neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say there's a hot buttered popcorn store in my neighborhood. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tom, sometimes I feel like you hear what you want to hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, I mean, think if that, that were the case, maybe I'd come over more. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
there are you familiar with the New York City Open Streets? Yes, yeah, program? yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, the city is shutting down some streets to uh, vehicle for motor vehicle traffic. Yeah, they started this uh, two years ago now. Yeah, during when, the pandemic. This, yeah, when the it never was, ending pandemic. <laughs> when it was, you know, they they had already allowed restaurants to make basically other smaller restaurants in the street yeah uh but part of that was also like hey we don't want people gathering around indoors so we're we're gonna block off some streets on certain days or whatever right and people can just hang out it's kind of like a awful park yeah but also near my house it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the main thoroughfare to the park for pedestrians okay so like they blocked off i think five or six blocks of this street Mm mm-hmm it's not a major street. It's like, you know, for, for pedestrians it is. Mm-hmm. And they made it pedestrian friendly. They blocked it off to cars. You can move the barriers and park on the street if you need to, like just like go five miles an hour in a car. Oh, you to, can do that. Yeah, okay, and like I deliveries can go there. Mm-hmm. But like they put in big planters and they put in signs and they put in barricades that are movable and they mm-hmm. painted the road and it's like a thing. Yeah. But some people are like angry about it, like people mm-hmm. who own cars. I own a car. I'm yeah. not angry about it, but yeah. I also have a kid and I like to walk to the park. Yeah. I own a car. I'm not angry about it. Exactly. It's fine. Everybody yeah. calm down. Um, but I'm walking down the street the other day, mm-hmm. um, pushing my son my four month old son in a stroller. Push him. Oh, he's in oh, a yeah, stroller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He's uh, he doesn't walk yet. He's four months old. Tom. Okay. Well, that's why I was like, well, pushing him to try and make yeah, him walk no, isn't gonna work. No, misunderstanding on your part, but uh, I understand why. Um, but because I would push a baby, just not my own baby. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, walk. <laughs> walk already. But now I understand that's not appropriate. That's not the way it works. He's gonna learn in his own time. As a father of a baby, now I understand it's not appropriate <laughs> to push babies down onto the ground. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's honestly pretty pathetic that it took you becoming a father to understand <laughs> I, that. I, but, I don't disagree, Tom. But I you know what? Disagree. The result's the same. I'm just glad you're out. You're not out there doing it anymore. <laughs> so I'm walking down the street, and actually. I should be able to walk in the middle of the street, just you know, do, do, going to and fro with the stroller. Yeah, for for the listener, Tim is miming, doing like figure eights with yeah, the stroller, kind of like slaloming, kind <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah, um, because I, you know, I should have the whole street, right? But this was a particular block where I know, like, sometimes drivers just come, like, yeah. move the barricade and come down here faster than they're supposed to, and use mm-hmm. it as a through street. Yeah, which like defeats the whole purpose of this. Like yeah. I'm not using it now. Like why do we even? Why do? Why are we doing this? And sure enough, I'm walking mm. on the sidewalk, and a guy pulls up in a car going really fast, and he like screeches to a halt, mm-hmm. and he rolls down his window. And he's like, "Hey, hey!" To me, yeah, I'm just a guy in the middle of the afternoon walking on the sidewalk, pushing his four month old son in a stroller, and he's like, "Y'all think? Y'all really think you own this street, huh?" <laughs> And I was like, what? He's like, with the barricades and the signs and the planters. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an open street. You're not supposed to be driving on it. But, you know, he's like, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be driving on it. Because you fuckers think you own the street. <laughs> I was like, yeah, again, I'm walking on the sidewalk. Uh, the city put these streets up. <laughs> is your point that you own the street? <laughs> and the thing is, like, I wanted to go into, like, Technically, we all own the street, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, we all kind of don't own the street. Like, we yeah. pay taxes and we elect people to decide what to be done with the street, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, you're driving on it; it's fine. He's was like, it one of these Canadian truckers, Tim? 
it might as well have been. <laughs> um, yeah, so go back to Canada, you Canuck. Um, Whoa. Yeah, no. you can't you can't throw that term around. But uh, so he he I was like, well, you know, like uh, I, I don't know. The the city put this up. He's yeah. like, no, they didn't. It was you guys. So I was like, <laughs> it was yeah. you. And I was like, you thought it I was you, Tim? I was like, I didn't buy these barricades and put up the. You think like. The neighbors. What was he driving? He was driving a truck. Was it like a delivery guy or no? What? He was. Oh. A, he was just an asshole in an oh, SUV. All right. Yeah. Well, why was he going? Why did he care? I could see if it was like I'm a delivery guy. I got so many deliveries but to make every day. There's a real pain in my ass. That's but- actually better for delivery guys because they can just pull the barricade up and just park in the middle of the street for a few minutes That's and like true, nobody yeah. cares. Like, yeah, they kind of to- do that everywhere. Anyway. Yeah, but like it, they're not. Hold- they're not going to come back to like. Cars honking and like yeah, and a, a ticket on the windshield or anything. Yeah, like that. exactly. Um, but he pulled over and he, he was like uh, telling me why um, it shouldn't he be an open over. street. Yeah, this guy he wow, pulled over right. and he was like engaged. I was literally just walking down the sidewalk yeah. and I I just wanted to be like. Dude, I did not yeah. buy this sign and install yeah. it. I go did not yell, go pay. yell at somebody that doesn't have a baby with them, please. Exactly, and like this is when I was just kind of like. This guy also looked like, oh, maybe he had a weapon on him. Uh, he looked like what? Excuse maybe he had a weapon on him. Oh, okay. Like he was like itching for a fight. Yeah. But he's like, I don't care. I'm even gonna. I'm gonna keep driving on this any any way I want. And it's like, I can tell you're doing it yeah, right now. Right. And I was just walking down the street, literally minding my own business till <laughs> right. you pulled up. Is this where we're at? Is in American society, right? Where like people just force you to listen to their speech about what should happen yeah when when it's like you know if that person hadn't stopped you you would have been like an asshole but that would have been it yeah might have if i didn't have my kid with them i probably would have given them the finger or something but Mm -hmm. like that's what new yorkers do somebody does something they're mad at like yeah i mean everybody's everybody's doing shit they they're not supposed to be doing all day i i earlier today i was sitting in my car for an hour and a half <laughs> when the street sweeper comes the street sweeper couldn't couldn't sweep where i was because i was <laughs> sitting there uh and like meanwhile you know i i live uh next to a supermarket and there are just like deliveries happening like crazy it's mayhem at one point there were multiple trucks double parked and literally two student driver cars <laughs> doing three-point turns. Jesus Christ. Both of them. Are while... you even allowed to do a three-point turn in New York City? Yeah, I don't I know. I do it all the time, but you're not supposed to do anything, right? You're supposed to just drive the one way yeah. that you're supposed to drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I live on like a double. Yeah. So, yeah, you can, I guess. But it's like a bad idea. I actually almost, oh, yeah, I didn't mention this. I almost got in like a bad uh, not a bad accent, but like a crazy accent recently because I put on my left turn signal because there was a spot and I was going to make a U-turn slash three-point turn to get it. Right. And when I put on my left turn signal, the person behind me got mad and decided to uh, go past me by going to the left. Uh, at like triple speed? Yeah. It's like when somebody gets mad at somebody not going... At a, uh, when a red light turns green, and they turn and they just like gun yeah. it through the intersection. It's like, who are you? Like, what are you so mad at? Like, you're putting pedestrians at risk up there. Yeah, I swear. I thought I I don't understand how we didn't hit. We were like uh, an inch from each other, 
And it's a near miss, Tom. Is what yeah, saying. it was. And she's yelling at me. I'm yelling at her. I'm like, what are you doing? I have my left turn signal on. And you're like, I'll pass him on his left. <laughs> and like, I was doing like a, I don't know, like a normal speed turn, like not, not super quick, because I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> I wanted everybody behind me to be aware, like he's making a left right. here. Um, and it wasn't actually even a, I was turning it like into a driveway to do it. Oh, okay. So it was like, no, there's a driveway yeah. there. What the fuck? Don't do that. Uh, so I yelled at her that she was a dumb asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You gotta keep it simple. That's what, you know, my, I was, I was very proud because my girlfriend was like, you called her a dumb asshole. I like that. I'm glad. <laughs> like you didn't say something awful to yeah, her. No, that... you don't need it to be like specific to like. Yeah. To, to anything about them anything. other than you're just a dumb asshole. Um, but is this like, mm-hmm. is this, I, is this a, a function of like the debate me culture where like it's yeah. like oh you're gonna have to hear my point of view and hey d- hey hey guy pushing a baby stroller tell me why this should be an open street and I'll out logic you and it's like I, I don't I don't care to do this yeah like, and your thing and probably your point your thing is like and if uh, tomorrow they were like those aren't open streets anymore you would be bummed but you would be like <laughs> all right yeah. I'll start following those rules like yeah. you're you're just following rules you're It'd just like, doing what you're able to do if I'm jaywalking in mm-hmm. New York which I frequently do yeah. not with my four month old baby <laughs> right but like. Should I also flag down a car and be like, it's bullshit that they want me to walk all the way to the corner <laughs> and cross when the light is red? That, yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to, if you're going to break the law, just break the law and have some goddamn dignity. You know, don't make me like hear about it. Yeah. I mean, that's New York. Everybody's breaking laws all the it's time. Fine. Everybody's looking themselves. the other way. Yeah. The cops certainly aren't doing anything <laughs> yeah. about people breaking the law. So what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the Maybe thing. Maybe if I was wearing one of those red berets in the, in the red uh, <laughs> oh, windbreaker. Oh, you were a guardian angel? <laughs> yeah. Then you're going to have to plead your case to yeah. me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the thing about New York City. It's like nobody really complains about the laws because like if you don't like the law just don't don't yeah. do, don't abide by it yeah and, and guess what I'll, like people will be like pissed at you and be like as, you, as you're doing it but like right it's fine honestly, and then you just go about your day it's great if it's a law that isn't like affecting other people yeah, everybody's just gonna keep to themselves if, if it's like a law and you're cutting the line or something yeah then people mm-hmm. are gonna be pissed but like I don't know. If people hop the turnstile. I'm not like, so I have to pay, but you think you don't have to pay? No, mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Who cares? One time on the subway, Tom, it was mm-hmm. really, uh, it's really crowded. Yeah. And you know how people uh, will stand in front of the door and then like knock it out of the way <sighs> at a stop. Yeah, the when, worst people. Yeah, and they're the worst people. And like a guy did that, and I was getting out. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy my age. Yeah. Like similar, like wuss. Like I knew he wasn't gonna <laughs> fight me, and so like I like put my backpack on as I was going out the door and like hit mm-hmm. him with the backpack yeah. and he got pissed and he shoved me out the door uh-huh. and then like we were both I think satisfied <laughs> with that outcome and it was like alright <laughs> alright all right, that's what we did like he was breaking some oh, rule yeah, and there's I, plenty of I like passive aggressive yeah, things yeah exactly this guy should have come flying down the street yeah. and I should have like Give him the finger and said F you and he would have yeah. been like and ah you sucker bolt, you both and go then, about your day yeah it's fine Stop trying to debate me about things. Get a fucking podcast and complain about me there. 
Tim, uh, last week we 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 caught a little bit of flack. For, <laughs> to, to put it mildly, Tom, <laughs> for doing a boring topic. Well, luckily already we're 15 minutes in. People have heard you complain about a man yelling at you. Give it so, to his high energy. So uh, already people are probably like, "Great." No, people like the energy. People people even said they were like, "I like how enthusiastic Tom is about batteries," <laughs> but. You know, I get it. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how enthusiastic I am. It's not going to get somebody else on board. And also, you know, I heard from a lot of other people talking about other types of batteries that I didn't cover. Yeah. So, you know, you can't please everyone. I mean, I guess I'm just going to have to start a spinoff batteries. I mean, that's fine. I won't be a part of it. And like you, you displeased a lot more people than executive producer. Uh, it'll be an Alan Smithy <laughs> joint. <laughs> Tom, uh, mm. again, I think I speak. I agree with people. I appreciate your enthusiasm, yeah. but God, I worry mm-hmm. that you've damaged your credibility with the audience. No, I haven't. Uh, you think I've damaged my credibility just over uh, that? You were the guy, uh-huh. or at least you were the self-styled guy. Like, uh-huh. oh, I'm into I cool was the stuff. Exciting one, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, and you were you were like the the, the more intellectual. The, I was the, the brains, like, boring the smart. schlub that no, nobody. No, the liked. guy that like was clever yeah, was and just like, like, oh god, this guy's interesting. Here. And then and you're there bringing the, the bombast. Anyway, oh. Who's editing this week, Miriam? Uh, uh, me. Okay, cut this part out. I, I, I am legitimately like, uh, I wrote an intro for this. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to read it? It's got like a lot of good information. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, like uh, I wrote an introduction. Skydiving. I wrote. I wrote an introduction. Read it. So people will be like, oh. Tom's back. He knows about a cool subject. Oh, you want me to read it? I thought you were saying like read it in, like just read it to myself now. Like you? No, no, no. I was gonna read it. Uh huh. I was gonna be like, okay, all right. Let's. I'll introduce the topic. Okay. But since it's a cool topic, uh huh. Oh, you think I should read it? And then people be like, oh, Tom's (laughs) not just all about batteries. He's also about cool stuff like sky. I, I mean, I don't think it's necessary, but yeah, sure, I'll do it. I mean, I can do it. No, I'll do it. If All you right. think if you if you think it's gonna make people think I'm cool again, then I'll do it. Yeah, open up Slack. I'll send okay. it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim, I always got Slack open. Yeah. And All right. Uh this week we're gonna we're gonna come back from all that battery nonsense, uh-huh. um, and we're gonna do a cool topic. You actually suggested it, and I think you have a little intro prepared. Yeah, I do. Um, so, like, uh, if uh, go ahead, introduce the the topic. Okay, skydiving, also known as cloud surfing, <laughs> also known as cloud surfing, or <laughs> surfing the net, has been around for thousands of years. <laughs> The first captured the attention of the average American through a major cultural event. The episode of Full House where Uncle Jesse and comedian Joey Gladstone decide to skydive on the eve of Jesse's wedding and wind up getting caught, wind up getting their parachutes caught up in some tree branches. Tub, this is, uh, this sounds really <laughs> off the cuff. Uh, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm remembering this stuff as I talk. Since then, millions of daredevils every year have risked life and limb by jumping out of a plane from hundreds of thousands of feet in the air. 
to feel a rush like they've never felt before, or to simply do one last exciting thing before finally settling down with Uncle with Aunt Becky. Skydiving can be dangerous, and it's recommended that you complete a safety course before your first excursion and jump in tandem with an experienced skydiver so you can ensure you will return safely home to your long-haired twin boys, Nikki and Alex. That's a that's a good informative intro, Tom. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Yeah, it was just the first thing that came to my mind when, yeah. when I was thinking about skydiving. It wasn't the cleanest read. It wasn't a read. It was off the top of my head. Yeah, maybe we'll go back and, and re-record yeah, some of that. I mean, it, 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 this is probably very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> skydiving, Tim, an exciting topic after after what some might say a little dry topic yeah. of batteries, which, uh, funny enough, there is the idea of a dry battery, which... Well, uh, we're not talking. Well, and that, <laughs> save it for, for the... Uh, for the episode about dry batteries. Exactly. Next week. Tim, have you ever been skydiving? No. Of course not. Um, You're a coward. Have you? <laughs> no. Would you ever? Um, It's one of those things where... I I would really like to, but I don't want to die skydiving. I mean, it's one the of those death rate w- is exceedingly low, right? It's not exceedingly low. I looked it up. Uh, apparently, I mean, it's pretty low. 3.1 million skydives occur annually. Out of this, the average number of fatalities is 55. Right. Uh, which is less than 1%. Right. I mean, it's much less than one percent. I don't know why they were like oh, that's less than one percent. Yeah, one like percent is the lowest they can go. <laughs> if if this was like you know uh, one in a hundred and ten people die skydiving, <laughs> that's less than one percent. I'm getting a lot of information from the United States Parachute Association, oh. the USPA, Tim, and in 2020, the last uh, year that parachuting was allowed. Exactly. <laughs> um, there are an estimated 2.8 million jumps okay. and 11 fatalities. So that's, oh, wow. um, that's... 0.39 fatalities per thousand per 100,000 jumps. Okay. Yeah. So pretty safe. Yeah. All I right. feel like I'll I'm used it. to like tables showing deaths per 100,000 people these days. I look yeah, at, I I mean, look at those tables <laughs> every morning to decide what I'm going to do that day. <laughs> Um, you know, I actually have, and, uh, I got to use this, uh, two Christmases ago, Christmas or birthday, I forget. My brother got me a gift certificate to indoor skydiving. That I would do. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I'll go there's like, you. there's no, I mean, there's some, you could hurt yourself, but yeah, you, you can't can hurt kill your, yourself. You could hurt yourself yeah. getting out of the dang bathtub, Tom. Yeah, there's like the why same. I don't take baths. There's the same level of danger, I feel like, as like uh, going to a roller rink. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you could break your arm if you like do something stupid. I think it's probably safer than a roller rink. Yeah, probably. Because there's no menacing teens there. Uh, well, I haven't been there yet. For all I know, there are. For all I know, in the 2020s, this is. Uh, Ooh, this is the, the modern new, day. Yeah, modern day. Maybe I, on I, TikTok, they're I like, should... "Hey, teens, go to the <laughs> local uh, the, indoor, yeah, the fan skydiving place, and uh, you know, make uh, make millennials nervous." I was gonna say I should call ahead and ask if they have an arcade there, so I'll know if teens will be there yeah. or not. 
But then it's like, but there's an arcade there. Then I want to go even more. Yeah. Guess what, Tom? Teens aren't going to arcades. Yeah, they're going to. I don't know vape where they're bars. Vape. No, they <laughs> don't. They don't vape, right? No, I think they're just sitting at home and looking at TikTok. I think so too. Yeah. Teens. Uh, teens confuse me, and that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're not meant for you to understand. But in 13 years, I'm gonna have to know. Yeah, so you're gonna have a teen of your baby own. that's gonna turn into yeah, a teen. Yeah, less than thirteen years. Yeah, twelve years, eight months. You're gonna have a oh, teen. Oh, Jesus Christ! The clock is ticking. Yeah, think about where you were twelve years ago, and if then you had uh, a future teen. Where was I twelve years ago? Twenty. You were living with me. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah we were in we were on Collier Street together. Yeah, and a nice backyard full of feral cats. Yeah. It smelled like piss out there. Yeah, you could have had your teen playing in that backyard <laughs> right now <laughs> if we had stayed well, there. Well, if time runs backwards <laughs> from now, oh, then then we'll see what happens. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, But yeah. I, I get I, older, but the years go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you just explaining uh, Benjamin Buttons, but for everything situation? I guess. Um, Yeah, I have I have a gift card for this to go, to go with my brother. Um, and, uh, but it's in Yonkers. There's nothing wrong with Yonkers, Yeah, Tom. I don't know. Isn't there? Doesn't it sound funny? Yonkers? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it sounds like honkers. <laughs> well, if it was, if it was, maybe we'll go to honkers afterwards. <laughs> get, get a couple of beers. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting about it. And it's like one of those things where, uh, it's like oh, I have to, I have to figure that out and do that. Yeah, because we, because I think it was after I had gotten him maybe for Christmas or his birthday, like uh, a gift certificate, or I just like booked us both to go to a shooting range together, mm. and that was shoot a lot each of other? fun. Not shoot, shoot each, other, each other, shoot at the targets, <laughs> shoot, shoot at the people they hire to get shot at. Yeah, no, no, it's just targets, and I was very good at it, and. Uh, like the weird guys that hang out in basement shooting ranges were like, "Uh, you're pretty, you're pretty good. Those are some pretty good shots." And my brother was like, "Yeah, he's a liberal from Brooklyn." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, they follow you out to your car. No, I put the I put the muzzle up to his head. And I said, "Guess where the next bullet's going?" Oh pal. wow! Yeah, he was like, "Ooh, he pissed That's himself." That's a good thing to do at a <laughs> shooting range. <laughs> we went to a shooting range one time, a bunch of us on. Thanksgiving Eve was mm-hmm. it one year? Yeah, like a bunch of us were home, and we were. Some of us had been drinking. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. We were, you know, it was. I think everybody was aiming for like, let's have like two beers, so we're not <laughs> nervous <laughs> about shooting guns. Yeah, and I think we had more than two beers, and then we weren't nervous about shooting guns. Our friend Dan, friend yeah. of the show, Dan Deacon, mm-hmm. was there. And this is all I was thinking about the whole time. A few years before this, mm-hmm. we went and played paintball with a bunch of people. <laughs> and Dan came, and after all of the speeches, it was the first yeah. time any of us had been playing, or a lot of us had been playing paintball. Mm-hmm. There were so many speeches about, like, do Safety, not shoot yeah. anybody mm-hmm. at close range. Like, if you, like, seriously, you can seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. And the first thing Dan did was come up to me, <laughs> put the gun, Three inches from my from my crotch, and <laughs> shot me right in, in the crotch, and laughed about it. Yeah, well, I mean that is funny. Yeah, and then <laughs> I had some drinks, and Dan had some drinks, 
and I was like, let's go to a real shooting range <laughs> together a couple years later. Yeah. Why why would I do that? I don't know. And the whole time I was like, Dan is just going to shoot me through the heart, isn't he? <laughs> As a bit. As yeah. a bit. Well, we I also remember when we were there, they like started giving us a safety speech and they were like, any of you ever shoot guns before? And our friend Matt was like, I'm in the Air Force. And the guy was like, oh, he'll tell you what to do. And he just went behind the counter. And Matt was the one that like he should have worried about the most. Yeah. I think he had like just joined the Air Force yeah. too, like earlier that fall. Uh, but it, it wound up all right. Nobody got uh, too hurt. No, nobody got hurt at nobody all. Nobody got hurt at all. Yeah. I mean, I guess at a shooting range, it's like a very, very minor injury. Like you burn yourself on something. And like a part of the gun you're not supposed to touch, or mm. it's like yeah, you or got shot. Yeah, oh, or bullet casing you could uh, if you don't have goggles on. Mm. Yeah, I remember I shot. You had a shotgun. Um, no, I think there was like somebody had a shot. Oh, maybe I did bring a shotgun. No, you didn't bring. Well, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. No, you brought a 3D printed gun that you made yourself. Um. No, somebody got like a big kahuna and let me yeah, yeah, shoot I, it, and I bruised my arm so yeah. bad from it that uh, swore. I mean, I am anti-gun yeah. to the point I mean, where like we were I all think they shooting should like nine millimeter rifles, confiscate like very every small. single gun, even like sport hunting, even stuff. In, uh, light guns, like for Nintendo. Um, yeah, Duck, Duck Hunt, Hunt sucked. Everybody, everybody who was good at that game cheated. You just went up to the screen. Well, but then you could see they were cheating, and you were like, they're not good at it. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Are you talking about, like, world records? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you mentioned that I've, uh, you knew I didn't go skydiving because mm-hmm. I'm a coward. Yeah. Do you think it's brave to skydive? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know. You know what? I don't know what's brave nowadays. But uh, you know what's so brave? What? <laughs> oh God! Living your life, dancing like nobody's watching. But I think it's—I uh, don't know. It takes uh, takes something to do it. Not a, not everybody wants to do it. Not everybody could do it. <laughs> I want to know when they change skydiving from parachuting. It's 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 synonyms, Tom. Because yeah, you but, know you, but you got some, the USPA. At some point, a marketing company was like parachuting. Skydiving is so yeah. cool. And what did you say? It was also known as surfing the net. Yeah, uh, surfing the clouds or surfing the net. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Although I was thinking about uh, sky, Uncle Jesse. Sky surfing seems to have gone away. Remember that was a thing for a little bit. It was like snowboarding. Yeah, it was just strap a snowboard onto your legs. And I that that was one of those things where like the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, cool. And then afterwards I was like, I don't know. I think it's fine. <laughs> you don't need to add like, oh, he's got a board up there. It's like, no, you're you're hurtling to towards yeah, the earth at a hundred miles an hour. Like, it's cool. Like, whatever. Look, this guy's two legs are not tied together, but like shackled together. And I think that probably makes it harder, but like But I don't in know. ways I'm not familiar with. Also and, like it's cool. Like people do like cool yeah. tricks up there. Mm-hmm. I'm not any more or less impressed with anybody. Anybody does anything. Anybody does while yeah, skydiving. skydiving. It's like you jumped out of a plane from hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah, that's cool. Skydiving is one of those. It's not hundreds of feet. <laughs> it's also not hundreds of thousands of feet, as I said earlier. Yeah, you got it wrong. Uh, 
I was trying to correct. But I think also skydiving is one of those things where like I kind of feel bad for like professional skydivers, really good skydivers. Because made. Because they're millionaires. <laughs> because in endorsement deals alone, they're 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 they got more money than they know what to do because with. Because I think the general public and even like people who have been skydiving maybe a handful of times don't have like no grasp on how hard or easy anything is. Right. So when I see people sky surfing and doing like crazy flips and stuff, I'm like, that's cool. I bet I could do that. I should go skydiving. Yeah. Because it's like, well, why? It's, he doesn't have to land on his feet. He just has to flip backwards. Yeah. And there's no danger in that. And that's the, the only the reason I can't. parachute opens and you're fine. Yeah. The only reason I can't do backflips is because I'm worried about the ground. Yeah. The only but reason in, I can't do backflips is because I'm not uh, hundreds of feet off the ground. <laughs> exactly. Or what did you say? Hundreds of thousands of hundreds feet off of the ground? Hundreds of thousands of feet. Um, so that's why I think uh, like professional skydivers. Now, wingsuits. Well, we'll get it to yeah. wingsuits oh. later. <laughs> let's, 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 hey, let's pace ourselves, Tom. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Tim, I want to talk about some skydiving facts. We got to get into the facts here a little bit. Because some of these things are legitimately, they aren't just things I found on Wikipedia. They were like general, actual questions that I had about things. And the first was like, when when did the first dude skydive? And the answer. Ooh, a long time ago. A long 1783. Time. And it's like, 
wait a minute, when did they invent airplanes? <laughs> but he wasn't doing it from an airplane. He's doing it from a hot air balloon. Uh, and that guy had, but that was like a weird parachute with like a rigid frame. And then the first frame. I mean, how would you know that like. Uh, that you don't need a frame. Yeah. You would just uh, yeah. be like, it's like an umbrella. He was like, I saw Mary Poppins. I'll right. come in like Mary Poppins. But also, it's like people are doing this, and then it took them, what, another like 130 years to figure out airplanes? Come on, you were, you were three quarters of the way there. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, 1797, somebody did it with uh, a frameless parachute. He tests his contraption by leaping from a hydrogen balloon 3,200 feet above Paris. These guys... Paris was, people were doing crazy air experiments. I've told you about the guy with the wingsuit that jumped off the Eiffel Tower, and there's just this, like, very old film of just a guy falling to his death. Why would people do this and sit, like, David Blaine. Yeah. He went up in that hot air balloon. What did he do? What was Ascension all about? He went up in, uh, it was like a bunch of balloons. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't let him do that over like New York City, right? No, That's what no. he wanted to do. He was in do? the middle of the desert. Yeah. Yeah, he was going to do it uh, off Liberty Island maybe or something like that. Yeah. But uh, but they, yeah, last minute they were like, no, you can't do that. What if you fall and You're kill somebody? walking in Midtown and David Blaine like <laughs> splatters in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, back then, I'm sure Paris, you know, I'm not sure. I know Paris was not as densely populated as it is yeah, now. Yeah, you don't know that. But also, I think the Eiffel Tower. People Detroit were, used to be a lot more densely populated, and now it's less. So, you know. Um, I think people just saw the Eiffel Tower, and they were like, I got to try that. Man, this guy. Th- uh, <laughs> gotta you, get a, I got to get a load of this Eiffel have Tower. You, have you watched this film of this guy just jumping off the Eiffel Tower? No, in this suit? I, and you've also <laughs> tried to send me faces of death numer- numerous times. I'm <laughs> no, not I interested mean, in it, watching. It's like so old and black and white that there's like nothing you know, disgusting about it. But it's, but it's got one of those like, oh, no, Jean-Pierre trying to break the record. Oh, better luck next time, Jean. <laughs> As he like craters into the earth. But he's just wearing, it looks like he just put on like, I don't know, just like sewed a bunch of pillows together and was like, well, well the did fr- that save him? <laughs> no, pillowcases. Oh, yeah, no. Put the pillows in there, John. I don't know. It just looked... It looked like it was kind of like a wingsuit. He kind of had the right idea, but then he jumped like feet first. And it's like, well, the air can't catch all that now. And that's why you made like a three foot crater under the mm. Eiffel Tower. <sighs> uh, but yeah, ni- 1970s is when uh, it became popular due to a quick release system uh, of the main parachute based on the three rings or rings designed by Bill Booth. That Bilbo lot, Baggins and his, and his rings, his famous ring. I mean, the funny thing is that it sounds like, I mean, it happened before this in the 70s, I think. But um, the, the uh, yeah, here it is. The first intentional free fall jump with a, <laughs> <Intentional. laughs> a ripcord operated deployment was not made until over a century later by Leslie Irvin in 1919. Because before it was like, well, I'm going to hold the parachute and I'm going to uh, throw it when I jump or whatever. The idea of like. They no, didn't have all, backpacks back then? Yeah. The idea of like deploying a parachute was not what mm. anybody was thinking about. Um, yeah. 
And I can see I how that rightfully so. Like, yeah. get the basics down. Get a parachute to work before you start thinking about maybe I can put it in a backpack and then just you know yeah. fall to the earth. Have you? Well, I don't want to jump ahead, but have you mm-hmm. seen the technology that's come out in like the last couple of years? The like jet packs and stuff. No, I'm just talking oh, okay. about like the safety stuff that will like uh, it'll deploy automatically. So if you like pass out. I, I think that's air. been a, the like altimeter deployments. I yeah. think have been around for a while. Okay, well, I'm talking about. I watched a video with a guy who strapped a BMW made jet onto his chest, and he had a <laughs> blew a hole in his chest. <laughs> now nah, he had it pointing towards his head, so it was fine. Uh, but he had like a wingsuit and was like flying or zooming around on that thing. It was pretty neat, like the Rocketeer. Like the Rocketeer, but the rocket on his chest. And it was interesting because they were like, Did he yeah. blow his, his wiener off? <laughs> he didn't blow his wiener his off. Wiener it was like, like a, a turbine good, uh, jet. Cooked, uh, yeah, he did dog. have a flambéed wiener. <laughs> flambéed wiener. <laughs> but he was, it was a price he was willing to pay. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's not a terrible trade-off. No, and he got to fly. Put it uh, on your back next time. Well, it, sound, butt. it sounds like everybody was like, no, of course, it's going to be cool to put it on your back. But putting it on your chest gave them like much more control over uh, it, which makes like a lot Superman. of sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas when it was on their back, they couldn't really control it. Yeah. So it's a shame. Maybe they'll figure that out someday. Uh, not getting your wiener blown off. Not getting your wiener blown off or uh, flambéed. Huh. I think... Um, I mean, they probably won't do it in our time, though. Like, even now... With it's, the, sad to, it's sad to think, huh? Yeah. Well, but even now with the wingsuits, it's like you can't start wingsuit training until I think you've had at least 200 jumps. And even it's that... Not, in skydiving, 100 jumps is nothing. I know. Tom, if you make 100 jumps, mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit. It's as far as a professional skydiver. Well, you're not a piece of shit, Tim. I think it's just like you're no, just that's starting skydivers out. Like, get out of here. I'd rather you be dead I than, think if you uh, were than like, doing a jump from if, the same plane I'm doing. And in fact, is, I'm going to see to it that you die, and then they switch out your, your parachute. It is weird. That's why skydiving is so dangerous. No, they make, you, they make you pack your own parachute, Tim. Really? Yeah, so nobody can, you know... I I was going to say, so nobody can blame somebody else. I don't think it's that. I think it's just like, look, you want to be real careful. You don't want to trust somebody but else. I don't you know how trust to trust yourself. Uh, well, they teach you. They don't have you do it the first time. You ever watch Top Chef and you go like, oh, man, I'd be so bad at this challenge. And you get anxiety and then you realize, I'm not a professional chef. I, I, that wouldn't I'm not going to put myself in this yeah, situation. Yeah, no, I wouldn't make it onto the show. I'm not going to like uh, invite my whole family over and be like, and we're having rack of lamb. And then I'm in the <laughs> kitchen going, uh, how do I make rack of lamb? It's probably not that hard, Tom. Yeah, they rack come of in the rack. not that yeah. hard, yeah. You just got to put the tinfoil on the bones. Yeah. That's... <laughs> you watch a couple of YouTube videos, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I just find it like kind of, uh, I mean, it makes sense, but like a little depressing that it's like, unless I decide to go like whole hog into skydiving, I'm never going to like fly in a wingsuit. But then when I watch actual wingsuit things, it's like, of course not. That looks incredibly hard. Yeah. You ever um, see the wingsuit video where a guy broke, like, he hit his leg? He was, like, trying to skim something super low, and he, like, hit his leg. 
It's not impressive to skim something. Stop it. You're only going to hurt <laughs> nah, yourself. Nah, it's pretty cool to like really skim yeah, something. Yeah, but you're like, you got Tom Reynolds watching you on YouTube at three <laughs> yeah, in the that's, morning. That's <laughs> oh, congratulations. <laughs> what an achievement. Hey, I'm talking about him now. I don't know his name. But there was this guy and it was like, but even that, it was like, oh man, that looked bad. I wonder if he broke his leg. And then, you know, afterwards, it's like he, he shatters like into five thousand pieces. <laughs> his, his leg was just a, a bag of uh, shards, <laughs> yeah, just like of, a yeah. bag of jelly and bones. <sighs> um, so yeah, uh, but, but it makes sense, you know, if you were flying at, you know, I don't know how fast to go, probably a few hundred miles an hour. And you hit something with your leg. If you were driving your car 200 miles an hour and you stuck your leg out and hit a barrier, yeah, it would jellyify your leg. Yeah. I don't want to have jelly legs, Tom. No. That's why I don't skim things when I'm uh, in my flying squirrel suit. Um, I didn't know this. Now, we all know about... <laughs> something you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> this could be about one well, of do a... do you have anything uh, to talk about? One of a billion things. <laughs> Um, I do have so many notes. <laughs> All right, let's hear something from your notes. The youngest skydiver, Tom. Four years old. Four years old. That, that's child abuse. Oh, absolutely. That's child abuse. You can't have a four-year-old skydive. And I mean, it was a tandem skydive, but even still. Still, I mean. They have people that tandem skydive with like their dogs and their cats, and it's like, no, fuck that. Well, These animal animals abuse. don't want to do that. They yeah. don't understand what's going on. I mean, maybe on. they do, but you can't ask them. You can't get their consent. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've like, yeah, you, you just don't, don't, what's the best that's going to come out of that? Yeah. Your dog's going to love you more. Your dog already loves you as much as is human, uh, dogly possible. <laughs> as much as humanly possible. Um, yeah. And it makes sense that the Guinness Book of World Records will um, verify the oldest skydiver in the world. Some the, 103 yeah, but not the young. They don't want to encourage like, that. Hey, bring a baby up there. Yeah. Guinness Book of World Records, they're uh, not friends of the elderly, I think. They encourage the elderly to do a lot of dangerous things. I mean, it's fine. If you reach 103. Well, so yeah, I was reading about um, the guy who has, let me find it. Alfred Blaschke. Uh, is that the guy who has the most jumps in a day record? Oh, no, no. That is uh, Jay Stokes. Um, Yeah, so he did the most... Parachute descents in one day at 640, and then he died of cancer like two months later or something like that. Oh, really? So it's like, oh, this guy was literally like, hey, I'm going to die anyway. Let me try and break a record. <laughs> Let me try to die skydiving. Yeah, and it 640 times he failed. No, I think it was. I don't think he was trying to kill him. He might have been trying to kill himself skydiving, but I think he was just like, uh, uh. Like, once he hit 640 and that's the record or whatever, yeah. once he hit the record, the next one he should have been like, and this now, time I don't <laughs> pull the riff cord. Nah, because like you don't want to like traumatize everybody else that's like working with yeah, you. I mean, you would love it because you'd be like, hey, this is just like the Eiffel Tower video that I've watched a hundred <laughs> times on a loop. Dude, imagine, imagine watching like a 12-hour video of this guy just skydiving over and over and then the last time. Doesn't pull the cord off. Is 640 this, time to do something. That's 27 an hour. Yeah, that's insane. They said he worked it down to like. Also, like staying awake minutes. that long. 
Yeah, and like just getting in a plane over and over. Well, here's the thing that I was thinking. They must have had multiple planes. Do you think? Right? And like, I didn't know the part where he passed away a couple yeah. years, a couple months later. Yeah. Like that's sad. But the first thing that I thought was like, this guy. Like, you never think about the people behind the the people that get the glory in the Guinness right, Book of yeah. World Records. Where like this guy probably hit the ground, and then sprinted and was like, get that plane running, yeah. get that plane running. And was probably like chewing out the pilot for not yeah. getting up to the altitude. Uh, nah, thing. probably not. I mean, I'm sure it was like all people he was friends with and stuff. Yeah, but that's how you motivate pilots, Tom. Like <laughs> yelling at That's how every commercial flight I go, I've, I've, I go to the flight <laughs> like attendant. To the pilot, like to the, and that's why I had a kid, because then they'll let you in and be yeah, like, oh, like the kid wants see. to meet the yeah. pilot. And then I'm just going to be like, you better land this fucking plane yeah, in St. Better, Louis. You better, you better yeah. get there quickly. Yeah. I have appointments. I have an agenda to keep. Um, there are a lot of like um, uh, records, skydive records that are insane. There's a guy that holds the record uh, for the most accumulated freefall time, 420 hours. What? Oh, accumulated. Accumulated, yeah. <laughs> Where the hell did he jump from? Venus? He jumped from the moon. <laughs> Um, but he did over 30,000 jumps to get, uh, to get that much time. How many jumps did Tom Cruise do for, uh, Mission Impossible? Yeah. I don't know, but to like get to halo jump status, he had to do a lot. Cause again, that's like wingsuit style thing of like, not anyone can do a halo jump. A, it's super expensive to like get a plane that can go up that high, but, uh, yeah, you have to have that's one of those things where you have to have a certain number of regular jumps and then like other types of certifications and jumps. He trained think, so much for the Yeah, the I jump. think very few people outside the military like ever do a halo jump. Right. And then just who's the so mustache expensive. guy that's into younger women. <laughs> uh Henry Cavill. <laughs> He he doesn't have a mustache anymore, and I don't know. Maybe he's not into younger women anymore. That's what you told me because I was like, "Oh, Henry Cavill seems pretty cool." Because I watched that Mission Impossible <laughs> movie, and then you like, were like, he seems pretty cool. He's got a girlfriend in college. <laughs> no, and then you were like, "I will do some research on him," and I was yeah. like, "Oh." Um, no, but since then he's like really pivoted towards leaning into the idea that he's like a super big geek. Well, because he uh, reads comic books and no, because he's like really into like PC gaming. Oh, and like, it, uh, it seems like from what civilization, I've, um, no, like Sid Meier's like, civilization, like though? World of Warcraft. Oh, and okay, stuff. and then he posted a video recently. He went to uh, Warhammer Thirty Thousand, uh, <laughs> which is stuff that even I'm like I don't really understand what that is. And he like went there and uh, you know painted some models with them or something. Not you know yeah. bikini models, <laughs> little tiny, <laughs> not seventeen like... year old bikini <laughs> models. Um, no, but he was also in the scene the halo jump oh yeah he, he pulls tom cruise's like uh thing out right no he like loses oxygen and tom cruise has to save him or something but i think he pulls tom cruise's out and then he jumps and then something happens to him and tom yeah, cruise that, has to save him that that scene is when you can tell like oh they write these movies on the fly <laughs> yeah. and like it doesn't really make sense what's going on here but <laughs> yeah. like it's cool that he's doing a halo jump right but my thing is Tom Cruise does this jump. He's trained hundreds of hours for this. Yeah. 
and then Henry Cavill's office also in the shows scene. up at a green screen studio. Exactly, and like <laughs> to me, it's just like same shit when either of them is <laughs> yeah. on the screen. I'm just like, yeah. It's like I I appreciate Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, I, I mean, appreciate that we're gonna like. It's in his will that when he dies on camera, he wants mm. that take to be used. Is it really? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Why else would he be doing it? He, wa- he got that uh, when he shattered his leg on the oh, building. Oh, yeah. That that shot's in the movie. Yeah. Um, that's how he, you know, he's trying to kill himself on film, right? When they do the stunt, when he's uh-huh. like, I'm going to b- book the Mission Impossible stunt at the Eiffel Tower, that's when you know. <laughs> that's when we know. He's the, that's the one that's going to take him a, down. It is such a weird uh, like pivot of, I'm going to go from like the the hunk, the, like the A-list hunk, you know, of, of Hollywood. And then I'm going to get, I'm going to age out of that, but I'm going to, I'm still going to try my damnedest and not age out of that. I'm still going to make sure my female co-stars are 27, (laughs) but I'm going to become the guy that does his own crazy stunts, but I'm still like, I don't know, going to put out a movie once every three years or something. Yeah. I don't know. Did they film that space station movie yet? No, I think they're going to... I mean, COVID, I think, has screwed everything up. But... Were they going to film that on the ISS? Because um... I think that kind of might have gotten screwed up by... Uh... Yeah, by everything. Ha- world yeah. events. Yeah. Um, I'm not... No, I don't know. I think they're keeping it like somewhat secretive, mm. all that stuff. But but I don't think so. I I think or I I know at least they had like some kind of deal with like SpaceX or Blue uh, yeah, Blue sure Origin or Musk something. Musk is involved or Bezos. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it's like you know the studio went to them and they were like, yeah, we'll give you a free flight because it's well, good so advertising for us. I don't care if it's filmed in space. Do you care? I think it'll be cool. No, but sometimes they're like during an Oscars broadcast or- Oh, uh, um, they like cut to the space station. Yeah, or the Super Bowl. They're like, even people on the space station are watching it and you see them floating around. It's like, cool. I don't, yeah, all right. Hey, hey back to the big game, all right? Back to the big game. Hey. I'm here to watch sax, not nerds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to watch uh, who won uh, best editing. In a feature film, <laughs> I want to see Billy Crystal doing his his monologue. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they have uh, moved away from like cutting live to the space station lately, just because people are like, "All right, <laughs> like Ever since it that used to guy be a crazy thing to be able to do." On the guitar, yeah. like, "All right." That was the peak coolest thing that ever happened. <laughs> You're never gonna top it. I think it was because in the past, people. You know, and I'm not talking about like crazy past. I'm talking about even when we were younger, it was like, that's crazy. But now it's like, yeah, I bet if you like got a Wi Fi base station and <laughs> pointed it just right, you could do that. Is it, can't you like talk the ISS or you have on a, a ham, ham radio? radio? Yeah. yeah, that's why we I'm looking do at that one, yeah. I'm gonna get my ham radio license. <laughs> we should do that one, one year. <laughs> You were just talking about how unimpressive <laughs> it is that you want to get your ham radio license to talk to the astronauts. Well, I mean, seeing about a broadcast that's watched by like 60 million people is one thing. It's like, yeah, yeah of course, they hooked this up. But them talking right to me? I don't know. We should do that one year. Do you think they... <laughs> well, you pick a year and I'll pencil it in. 2024 is going to be the year. Gives us some time to do figure it out. Do you think they, uh, they like have that open all the time? 
Maybe. Like, what else think, are you gonna do up there? Do you think you could like get it so that like right when it's over, you could be like, <sighs> an aliens on board? <laughs> Maybe. Or no, you should don't do it that way. Go like, <sighs> make an alien noise and be like, it's me, one of the other astronauts, an aliens on they board. You should research the astronaut names. <laughs> it's me, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably a Johnson. And, up that, there. and an aliens on board. Yeah. There is a leak. What if you just transmit to them just a, a sound of just oh. and they're like, oh, no, there's a leak. I mean, they'd be coming out of the ham radio speaker. <laughs> but maybe they're not. They're probably not sitting in front of the ham radio speaker all the time. <laughs> what else or maybe there's a leak in the ham radio Do they have TV speaker. up there. Can you watch like Seinfeld on TBS? It's on Comedy Central. Now. They have like slow Internet up there. Hmm. But I don't think they get like TV nowadays because I, I think. Well, no, they watch the freaking Super Bowl, the Oscars. Yeah, but I think it's like they transmit that over the internet and, you know, it's like a low, shitty quality. I think they're watching. I don't think all of them can watch it's like whatever they want. It's coming from space. Yeah, but it's pointed down at the earth. Yeah, but they just shoot it up there also. No, they can't just shoot it up there also. That's not how it works. I think it might be how it works. Tim, did you know, now we were both big fans of Felix Baumgartner. I was a big fan of Felix the Cat, Tom. The guy who... uh, Fritz the Cat. Who the uh, Red Bull people were really crying yourself up over that. Oh, boy. Tim can't breathe. He's laughing so hard at his joke of saying Felix the Cat. Followed by Fritz the Cat. <laughs> talking about Felix. I'll just keep talking. Baumgartner. Felix Baumgartner, he was the guy that uh, the Red Bull people sent up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He and went up the, to like space and jumped. Yeah. Would you know somebody beat his record? David Blaine? No, it wasn't David Blaine. It was just like this rant. I mean, I don't think he's like so random, but it was a Google vice president. I mean, anybody that does it could be a random guy. Yeah. Like, there's I, no like professional guy that like oh yeah I, uh, maybe david blaine yeah would be the only guy that i would be like oh, it's not a random guy doing it he tries to do stunts all the time i think basically this was a case of like somebody who was an engineer <laughs> what are you still laughing at fritz the cat what was his deal it was an x-rated cat <laughs> i'm not really sure tim you're you're the one who finds it so funny. You're gonna have to fill everybody else yeah, in well. on who Fritz the Cat is. Um, but Felix Baumgartner, he was he, he went up in like it. It kind of looked like a like an Apollo era capsule that was just lifted up by balloons, and they popped open the door and jumped out. But this guy Alan Eustace, uh, he broke the record. Uh, so the record was man, he. he uh, he broke it by a lot, I would say. Baumgartner jumped from uh, 128,100 feet, and this guy jumped from 135,908 feet. And he was just a guy, just a Google guy? He was a Google guy. Uh, I, I think he was like an engineer also. I think he was like very involved in. But also his deal was like, he he was essentially just in like a what looked like a spacesuit and just like had balloons tied to him and it took two hours for him to just like float up and then detonated a small explosion 
that broke the connection. Mm. Uh, his dick right off. <laughs> no, he didn't have it by his dick, Tim. All these people are very careful about man, making sure and they don't get their dicks blown off, burnt off, any of this stuff. That's smart. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was just like a lot lower key of a uh event, I guess. So people didn't pay that. A lot of people don't know that somebody broke that Red Bull. Yeah, guy's it doesn't record. really affect anybody's yeah i mean that's the, the thing red bull too. thing it's they like, tried to make an event and like targeting people like you and me i don't right. think like most people if you went up to them were like hey remember that red bull thing where that guy they'd yeah. be like what the hell are you talking about are you talking about flug tag <laughs> uh but yeah uh well both these guys i think broke the yeah they both broke the sound barrier when they were falling because they were falling so fast but uh, I don't know about Baumgartner, but uh, Alan Eustace said that uh, he he didn't really hear the sound barrier break, but people on the ground heard the sonic boom. Man, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I don't. I still don't understand how a sonic boom works, but I do know that Fritz the Cat is a comic strip created by Robert Crumb, mm-hmm. um, focused on feel on Fritz, not Felix. <laughs> A feline focus on Fritz Cat. <laughs> a feline con artist who frequently went on wild adventures that sometimes involved sexual escapades. Wow. Well yeah. well to check some of these cartoons out, Tim. <laughs> um the lowest combat jump ever occurred in nineteen forty four at hundred and seventy five feet, which was due to a, a an altimeter error. Uh a total of two aircraft made the mistake. The lowest planned combat jump was 250 feet. The lowest mass tactical jump was 143 feet. I mean, 175 feet is like the top of, I don't know. like Mount a, Everest? No, it's not the... Jesus, were you an idiot? It's not the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, I'm trying, Tom. It's like the top of like a 10-story building. Maybe more than 10 stories. Maybe like 15-story building. Right. But that's a low place to jump from. Yeah. But I'm kind of surprised nobody's beaten that record. And also, I feel like, could I jump off like my mom's roof with a parachute and be like, there it is, 10 feet, I'd, the lowest skydive ever? Yeah, at what point? At what point is it just ridiculous? At what point do we have you to jump sit? a kid uh, without you know a parachute? What, actually, you know what it is? I think it's jumping from a plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably about right. The combat stuff, Tom. Because I'm starting to think about like basketball players. Like, hey, are, are they eligible? It's like, well, <laughs> probably they're playing thing. Um, I forget what I was going to say. You go. The combat stuff. Oh yeah, the combat stuff. Mm-hmm. That I mean, to me, that renders everything all civilian bullshit of like, hey, my name's Tad and I do six jumps a day. At, uh, you know. Well, uh, first off, six jumps a Tempa, day, you could be like... Tempe, Arizona's uh, the number one skydiving place. You it's could like, be like, I know a guy that has 640 a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like the tactical no stuff, like, they, they, like, I saw it in a movie. You know, they uh, jump out during like a, a, a lightning storm Yeah, on top of the Louvre or something. <laughs> Are you talking about Mission Impossible? Yeah, again? right? Was that the Louvre that they were in? <laughs> yeah, I think it was the Louvre that they landed on. Um yeah, I mean, combat jumps there, you know, because then also it's like, well, now when I land, I'm in enemy territory and I've got to immediately yeah. probably start shooting people, maybe start shooting people before I've even yeah. landed. It's like, oh, Tad, you're, you're a real hero in Tempe, Arizona. But a lot of those like military jumps, they're uh, static line jumps, 
where they're like hooked into the plane itself. So like as soon as they jump, it pulls the cord. That's cool. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to doing something. I feel like, I think things have what changed. What would it take to get you to skydive? Probably just if somebody else paid for it, I'd probably do it. <laughs> um, and it's like, I looked at, like, to do it out on Long Island, it's $300. $300? Uh, that's not bad. Exactly. So then I'm like, all that's I have like to do is- But too cheap. Uh, I don't think it's too cheap. Like, how are they paying for all the overhead at this point? I don't think there's that much overhead. I mean, they're having like a bunch of people. It's not just you. I know, but you got a, a pilot that's making at least a million dollars a year. <laughs> no, they probably got 10 people on the plane. That's three grand right there. Right. Um, But I- But like, I'd like them to upgrade the, the parachutes once in a while. Yeah, I'm sure all that gets factored in. It's like Frontier Airlines where it's like, well, you, you, the jump is $300. You, but, uh, you only know about this because I told you about this like an hour ago. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I totally knew that Frontier Airlines existed. No, because I didn't because I'm taking Frontier next next week and I didn't know that it's insanely cheap. Like a round trip ticket for me to go from New York to Florida was like seventy dollars, <laughs> but apparently you can't bring anything with exactly. you. Exactly, and what I'm saying is, yeah. this skydiving place going to mm. be like, yeah, okay, you can't bring a parachute up there. That's another seventy dollars. Yeah. Well, and you've been on Ryanair with me, right? Maybe from from Ireland. Yeah, you yeah. have, and that's one of those like just very oh like, yeah, it was you like pay three dollars to, to yeah. Take the- they were the ones that were trying to get uh, like standing only seats yeah. going. Um, I don't think three hundred dollars is is uh, too little to pay to to go skydiving. Eh, maybe that that doesn't make me uncomfortable. With that jumping out of a plane is what makes me uncomfortable. With that every time I see a movie where somebody's in a military plane, it pisses me off. Why? Because they're always in that big. A room and they're just sitting against yeah, the wall. Yeah, the big cargo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do I have to freaking strap myself in like a freaking uh, loser on a commercial <laughs> airline? <laughs> like, when you could be strapped like, into a car, like, they're like, "Don't get up, don't walk around." These people are getting up and walking around all they want. <laughs> well, I don't understand what your point is. You want to fly by military cargo plane everywhere? <laughs> Ideally, yes. Because also, like, those planes are, like, very loud. So is the plane I'm on. No, the planes I'm, no, the planes you're on are fine. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. Yeah, hey, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide. You can get books of podcasts we're reading the 90s by uh, Chuck, Chuck Klosterman. Klosterman. Uh, and hey, we're talking all things 90s. Patreon.com slash complete guide to get the back episodes too. Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at Fritz the Cat. <laughs> you can follow the uh, follow us on Twitter at complete guide and on Instagram at TCGTE. Um, Am I going to get sued? That's not really my handle, Tom. I don't, I don't know how litigious Fritz the Cat yeah, is. I'm Tim. your pal, Tim. Yeah. Oh, well, now they know exactly where to where deliver to the subpoena the, oh to. Oh, my gosh. Um, would you ever... What would it take for you to go skydiving? <sighs> At this point, mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever would. Yeah, because now you got a, a kid. You got somebody relying on you. 
Yeah, and I'm also afraid of the thing. Not, is, I'm afraid of like my own what my own body will do. Yeah, not that what like the Earth will do. Like I'm afraid that like you'll just be like, well, all right, enough is enough, shutting down. I'm gonna have a, you know, like maybe like an aneurysm, or I'm just gonna pass out. Yeah, from, you know, like well, the thing I read it says you don't have to worry about free falling creating that quote heart attack inducing roller coaster drop feeling. The feeling is actually one similar to floating, and the air resistance creates a degree of support. Free falling is like a human being taking flight. The airflow is constant and allows for aerial maneuvers that are a lot of fun. Well, this sounds like it was written by somebody with a bias, mm. but um, but that's that's why I've always heard from. I'm sure we're we're gonna hear from a million people calling us pussies and saying like I've done a million. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And yeah. like I know objectively it's like safe, but also when you search skydiving facts, yeah, all that comes up are these like local websites yeah. for right like hey that's my hey that's my process i'm sorry i i, I <laughs> but um a peek behind the curtain and it's always just some janky website yeah full of like facts that are stolen because like all the facts are the same on every yeah, like yeah. the one from tempe the one from long island the one from wherever yeah in Wyoming. They all have facts are just copy and pasted yeah it's like what kind of people are running this like i'm more concerned yeah. like when I'm hey, afraid of flying, if, I'm not afraid of the plane. I'm yeah. afraid of like, oh, does the pilot did he ju- did his marriage just end and is he gonna like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fly us into the side of a mountain? Right. And you're it's and, human error. I'm worried about. And you think, well, if the ethics of the skydiving website's webmaster what does that say about the fucking pilot of the plane well, yeah, um, how, many, how, how big do you think these organizations are yeah no from what i've seen it's like yeah they're very like they're not like uh fly by night but yeah they're like you yeah, know sometimes some do fly at night that's true some do do night jumps but i think it's just like a very like you know it's it's like any other type of business like like experience based business where i do want i do worry about like you know even when you go to an amusement park and you've just got like a bored teenager where that's a the biggest thing i'm more i would be worried about i think it's just like this instructor has been doing this for 15 years he's bored he's not paying attention exactly. to stuff anymore yeah and that's like when i went um, to Hawaii and mm. we did like a uh, helicopter yeah. tour. Mm. It's like everybody was just like so blasé about it. And it's like, yeah, I know you do this every day. And that, right. that complacency really makes me nervous. And it's like, Tom, you've seen Wings. <laughs> you got you got Brian and you got Joe running Sandpiper yeah. Air, right? And geez, would and you, you trust Joe. either of them yeah. with your life? Yeah, exactly. You got Lowell yeah, fucking the fixing, fixing the, plane. the planes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe that engine didn't run so tight. Yeah. They should reboot that show, and they should run a skydiving company, all yeah. of them. And we should be the guys. <laughs> On every episode? Yeah. <laughs> Going skydiving? No, we should like, be we'll Brian wear, and Joe. We'll, no, we'll wear disguises every week. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so like, oh, who is he going to be this time? It's like, <laughs> oh, what accent are they going to master? Yeah, what what uh, are they French this time? Are they offensive accent? Are they gonna do? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just always think about whenever I read about skydiving accidents. Uh, <laughs> whenever, I mean, you know, it's not that often, but like, I and 
you know, maybe this makes me a bad person, but I just like don't have much sympathy. I'm always like, well, you went skydiving. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I feel and about I just, air show disasters. Yeah, where it's, where it's like, like, well, it is a dangerous thing you're doing. The whole appeal of this is yeah. like, it's so dangerous, and how yeah. are they going to pull it off? It's like, it's like oh, they didn't, and yeah. like, that's why I don't go to air shows, because like, right. I don't want to have to leave in an awkward it's kind like, of like, yeah. It's like am I, I supposed to cry? Because I, I probably would be crying. Yeah, I, I'm sorry somebody died in this way, but you know they, they were aware of the risks. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I just, I don't want to die in that way. I don't want anybody to ever read my obituary and go, oh, he's aware of the risks. I want to die because somebody, uh, was driving on an open street and picked a fight with me. And then I said something smart and then they shot me. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.